<sighs> Inspector Steen. Yes. Jeffrey. Oh, oh no. This is fine. Oh, Jeffrey. You wonderful man. I knew I would find you on the Brighton train sooner or later. Oh. I expect you've been at the BBC, haven't you? Explaining law to the little man in your lovely, special way. I've been talking with some people from a program called Woman's Hour, if you must know. Woman's Hour? How curious. I know, it's peculiar. I mean to say it's an hour every day just for women. <laughs> How on earth do they fit it? That's what I said. They ought to have their pretty little heads examined. Jeffrey! And once you've done a night on how to iron a shirt and how to make a jam omelette, how to darn a sock, Jeffrey. what else is there left to do? Jeffrey! <laughs> yes? There's something I really need to talk to you about. The Return of Inspector Steam by Lynn Truss. Episode 4. The home stretch. June 19th, 1957. Dear Father, Sometimes I looked back quite wistfully on the simplicity of old times, when Mrs Goynes was freely staging bank jobs and jewellery thefts around Brighton. Keep your head so no one gets hurt. And I was trying, always in vain, to convince the inspector she was a villain. Now, put the lolly in the sack. What a long way I had travelled, and how quickly... Once Mrs. Groins's life was under threat from the evil Adelaide Vine, it never occurred to me not to help her and protect her. Not for the first time, I envied the inspector and Sergeant Brunswick for being blissfully blind to everything. But the hardest thing was, Mrs. G herself wouldn't take it very seriously either. Well, there's not much point worrying about it right now, is there? Out of the way, dear. I want to see in the mirror. But, but if Mrs. Vine... She'll do what she'll do. Yes, she will. And then when she's done what she was going to do, we'll all know what it was she had in mind all along, oh. if you get my drift. Look. Right now. How do I look? Oh, very nice, Mrs. G. You don't think this scar's too bright? I've got a brown one. Mm. Perhaps a brown one. What do you think? Primrose or brown? Brown? The captain gets off at one. He's taking me to see that waiting for Godot at the Theatre Royal. Oh, I do like a good old laugh, don't you? Mrs G, it must be two or three weeks now since Mrs Vine gave Terence Chambers the slip on the way back to London. Aren't you at all aware of a sense of doom? Doom, dear? As if... as if we're just waiting, powerlessly. Waiting. 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 Ooh. As if... oh, I don't know. We're sitting under a tree in the middle of nowhere with no control over events. A tree get into this. The point is, she's had weeks to form an evil plan, and all you can do is think about your boyfriend. Don't say that, dear. Don't use that word. Hmm? Ah, primrose. Cheers, dear. Primrose it is. Look, I do give it a bit of thought now and again, you know, that Mrs. Adelaide Vine is out there. She's got nothing to lose now, Mrs. G. With Terence Chambers gunning for her, she can never hope to take over your patch now. So her entire motive is revenge. You're right. Boyfriend, I ask you. At my age. Oh, oh. Here comes the sergeant. Morning, dear. Good morning, Sergeant Brunswick, sir. Morning, Mrs. G. Morning, Twitten. Oh, have you seen outside all that bread? Bread, sir? What do you mean? Take the notice. He's having you on, dear. No, it's all round the station. There must be tons. But why? It's not just bread, either. The seeds. Seeds? That's right. Bread and seeds and bits of fish. Mm. Oh, someone must have upset lorry fools. 
Where's the inspector? Gone up to London to talk to the BBC about something. They only want him to go on Woman's Hour and talk to that posh woman, Marjorie Anderson. I've never understood that idea of you twitting. Woman's Hour? How are they supposed to concentrate for that long? Mm. Any chance of a cup of tea, Mrs G? Oh, I can pour it for you, sir. Mrs Groins is just going out. You seeing your boyfriend? <laughs> Lucky old Captain Hoagland. He's not my boyfriend. He's blushing, Twitten. Oh, go on. He's just a lovely ex-Royal Engineers war hero who's a real gent. You are blushing, Mrs G. Oh, now, both of you leave off. <laughs> Toodaloo. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Watch out for the fish and the bread and everything. <laughs> Woman's hour. <laughs> How weird about all that bread. So that was how it finally all started, Father. Little did we know, as we drank our tea and wandered vaguely about the manor from heaven surrounding the station, and Sergeant Brunswick was right, it was in biblical amounts, that Mrs Vine had contrived to meet Inspector Steed on the Brighton train. <laughs> it's no good, Mrs Vine. Of course, you're very, very beautiful. Am I, Geoffrey? Yes. Yes, of course you are. Your eyes, your hair... Your eyebrows, your nostrils. Oh, Geoffrey. But for some reason, you always trick me. And then sometimes you even try to kill me. Only a little bit. Well, you're not going to trick me anymore. No? No, absolutely not. Oh, what a shame. I so much wanted to show you this. That fob watch on a long, shiny chain. Why? Don't you think it's lovely? It is, yes. Mm. Yes, it is lovely. It's actually... What's the word? Hypnotic. You're right. You're so clever, Geoffrey. You mean it's hard to take your eyes off it, don't you? Yes. Don't think I'm not alert to you and your evil tricks, Mrs. Vine. But the way it's swinging back and forth, back and forth... Back and forth, back and forth... Yes, it's very... Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, Geoffrey, mm? I think we should have a little talk about Mrs. Groins. Mrs. Groins? Mrs... You came... Damn this ankle. Oh, Mrs. Grimes. Captain Hoagland. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's good to see you, Mrs. Grimes. Oh, shake hands. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, damn this arm. It's a, it's a lovely day. And that's a very lovely headscarf, if I may say so. Oh, well, you're a tough dear. Thanks. Shall we, uh, shall we walk a stretch along the promenade? Oh, that would be lovely, dear. Lovely. Uh, this way? Uh, whichever you... Uh, yes, yes. Let's go this way. <laughs> Mrs. Grimes? Uh, oh, damn this leg. Yes, dear? Uh, this is going to seem very forward of me, I know. Uh, we've known each other about a month now, I think. 25 days and 23 hours, dear. But who's counting? <laughs> uh, and I'm wondering... Please don't be offended, I've been wondering whether I might call you something other than Mrs. Grimes. Well, you could call me Palmyra, dear. Pal... sorry? Palmyra, dear. 
That's my name. Palmyra Fitzherbert, as was. Palmyra? Oh. Oh, that's... Well, it's just a name, dear. No, the thing is, I, I've been running through all the possibilities, you see, and nothing seemed right. Gladys, for example. Gladys Groins? Blimey, you'd want to top yourself. And now I know why. Because you are Palmyra. Oh, you. Palmyra. Palmyra. It's so feminine, so mysterious, exotic, unique. Like you. Well, there's a Palmyra square along here somewhere. Here's a thing. If I may call you Palmyra... I've been thinking you might want to call me Hoagie. Hoagie? It's what the men used to call me when they were being insubordinate, of course. But I always liked it. Oh, but you don't like it, do you? No, I can see you don't. Oh, damn, damn, damn. I had so hoped you would. No, no, no I, I do like it. You do? Yes, very much. So it, it's like Hoagie... Like Car Hoagie Carmichael. Carmichael. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you not have a Christian name, though? I bet your mum never called you Hoagie. No, she calls me Wilfred. Well, Hoagie it is then, dear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> Hoagie. Palmera. <laughs> Palmera, may I take your hand? Could there have been a worse time for Mrs Groins to go all gooey? I jolly well don't think so. She really should have been here when Inspector Steen got back from London. He opened the door, took one look round the office and said, This station is absolutely filthy. Have you noticed, Brunswick? Naturally, we didn't understand. Filthy, sir? You mean the bread and stuff, sir? What bread and stuff? Outside, sir. I mean in here, Twitten. Filthy! I can't think why I've never seen it before. Look! Look at this telephone receiver. It's... It obviously hasn't been polished for weeks, let alone disinfected. It's... it's vile. Can I see, sir? Oh, looks all right to me. Well, Mrs Groins cleans the telephones every day, sir. Well, that one's filthy. Uh, and, and as for the floor... She did it this morning. Well, my feet are sticking to it, Brunswick. It's disgusting. Oh, everywhere you look in the station, it's back and forth, absolutely filthy, dirty, disgusting, greasy, dusty, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> and Mrs. Groins is to blame. What's flaming got into him, Twitten? I don't know. Did something happen to you at the Woman's Hour office, sir? They didn't brainwash you or something? Look, it's quite simple. Back and forth, Geoffrey. I just happen to have realised that I'm a senior policeman and I should have a clean station, Geoffrey. A spotless station. I am a senior policeman, Geoffrey, and I should have a clean, spotless station suitable for a senior policeman who's back and forth. Do you see? So? So what, sir? So that cleaning woman will have to go. No! But you can't, sir. Not now. I don't know why you're sticking up for a Twitten. You can't touch a thing. But... Not a thing in the whole station without feeling defiled by it. And I'm a senior policeman back and forth. And what? I deserve a spotless station back and forth. Ugh. Look at this desk. 
It's filthy. But it isn't, sir. It really isn't. Where is the cleaning woman? She's out, sir. Well, find her and tell her not to come back. You go, Brunswick. Um, She's got to be fired as soon as possible, Geoffrey. Sir? Back and forth, back and forth. Fire her as soon as possible, Geoffrey. Look, I can't even touch this door handle to my <laughs> office. It's so filthy, filthy, filthy. <laughs> Do it for me, Twitter. Uh, yes, sir. It isn't filthy, is it, sir? Well, I can't see it, no. What was all that back and forth stuff? Why did he keep saying Geoffrey? I don't know. I'd better go and find Mrs G. I don't like it. No. I didn't like the idea of woman's hour before this, but now... Oh, they must be fiends up there. What a shame to interrupt her date with her boyfriend, though. Yes. Oh, and watch out for the seagulls. Seagulls? How do you mean? Well, look. Blimey. I suppose they've spotted all the bread and seeds and fish and so on. <laughs> the things you see at the seaside. <laughs> be careful, Sergeant Brunswick. Oh, it's only birds, twin. I think I can handle a few birds. But when the sergeant went outside... Handling the birds wasn't quite as easy as he expected. That's enough! Get off! There were hundreds of them. Thousands. It was horrible. Get off! What the devil is this? My head! Now listen! Get, get off! Get off! I've been meaning to tell you, Palmyra. I, I heard your song on the wireless. Did you? On qui Malipons. They said it was a big hit in Canada. It's a funny old world, that's all I can say. I wanted a love song with a catchy foreign phrase. That's amore, that kind of thing. And Vince comes up with Oniswaki Mali Ponce. I could have killed him. Ooh, feels like a storm coming. Oh, yeah, take my coat. Uh, oh, damn, this arm. <laughs> there, there. Thank you. Oh, blimey. I need to ask you something, Palmera. What's that, dear? Uh, is there... Is there... What, dear? Is there... Go on, dear. Is there... A Mr. Grimes? Talk about fiddling while Rome burns. Back at the station, I thought I'd better see if I could reason with the inspector. Never a very rewarding approach at the best of times. And look at the ceiling. That's filthy, too. It's all so utterly disgusting and filthy, Geoffrey. Back and forth, filthy, back and forth. Sir? Yes, Twitten? It isn't, sir. What are you saying? It isn't filthy in here, sir. Yes, it is. Can you remember what happened at your meeting with Woman's Hour, sir? Did you talk about hygiene at all? <laughs> we talked about the law, Twitten. We talked about whether there were particular aspects of the law that applied especially to women. I outlined a few ideas and then made a rather gallant remark to the effect that they were all much too lovely not to have husbands who could take care of this sort of thing for them. Gosh, sir. And what did they say to that? They said they would definitely telephone to discuss things further, but not to worry if I didn't hear anything until about 1964. What happened on the train after that? Anything unusual? No, I don't think so. Uh... A watch, possibly. A watch? I can't remember. A, a watch. A, a, a woman. A woman? No, I don't know. Um, a, a, a woman with a watch? With a watch. Nostrils. Nostrils? Uh, look, I don't see the relevance of all this. Oh, it's just that you never said the station was dirty before, sir. 
You didn't think it was dirty when you left for London this morning. <laughs> Mrs. Groins has been cleaning here for... Oh, oh! What was that? It's the birds! Look! They're at the window! Oh, yes! <laughs> what silly things! <laughs> go away! <laughs> Shoo! Go away! <laughs> what about you, Hoagie? Is there... someone? There was a woman, yes, in the war. I see. But it's over. Oh, good. I mean, well, I'm sorry it's over if... Uh, of course I am. I'm sorry if... Oh, God, she's not... Uh, she's not dead. No, no, nothing like that. Oh, well, that's good. Yes. Not being dead. That's always good. Being alive. Let's talk about something else, dear, eh? The thing is, Palmera, I loved her very much. Well, of course you did, dear. It's only natural. But after my accident and my injuries... Oh, she never beggared off and left you, did she? No, no, quite the reverse. She took one look at me my scars and burns and broken bones and she wanted to sacrifice her life to me to me imagine that a lovely young woman wanting to look after this broken broken crock of a man so what happened i made her give me up oh no oh hoagie yes it was the hardest thing i've ever done the damn war has so much to answer for oh hoagie i am Sorry, dear. But it was probably for the best. What did she look like? Ever so pretty, I expect. Lovely young woman, you said. Well, I'm just curious. Was she pretty then? Not that it matters, but I expect she was. Willowy, that's what I'm seeing for some reason. Tall and ever so willowy. The English rose type. All blonde and pink and tall and willowy. Daughter of a country vicar, that kind of thing. Bite with a basket, long legs, nice knitwear. Would you like to see a photograph? Oh, I'm not sure. I've got one here. Damn this elbow. No, no, I'd rather not. You've got your memories. There. That's my Elizabeth. This is Elizabeth? Yes. That's her, dear. With the surgical boot and the, uh... That's unusual. Yes, she really loved that ferret. Look, you do mean this woman with the plaits and the squint, dear? Yes, why? Nothing. Nothing at all. But all the same. Phew. You really had me worried for a minute. Looks aren't everything, Palmyra. Elizabeth was a very special person. And you can see that, dear. She's... Well, you can see she, she's very... Look, you want to keep that safe, dear. Precious picture like that. Thank you. I will. And... Now I'd better be off, Palmera, if you'd excuse me. What? I thought we were going to the Theatre Royal. Oh, look, here comes Sergeant Brunswick, so you can have some company back to the station. Good day, Mrs. Grimes. Hoagie? Oh, what have I said, dear? Are you all right? Hoagie! Hoagie, I'm sorry! Come back! Please, come back! Mrs. G, there you are. Oh, what have I done? You've got to come back to the station, Mrs. G. You've been fired. Mrs. Vine's evil plan was quite impenetrable at this stage, but I think I had already guessed she was behind everything that was happening when the phone rang in the station. Who's the dear inspector? Finding fault with the cleanliness of the station, I expect. <laughs> it was you! I guessed it was you. What have you done to him? Oh, you'll find out soon enough. 
I can't think why I never thought of hypnotising him before. Inspector Steen is the most suggestible subject there has ever been. You made him fire Mrs. Groins. And that's only the beginning. Has she gone? I mean, why did they invent mops if no one uses them? Oh, Mrs. Fine. Fancy taking advantage of a man's mental weakness like that. I know. <laughs> say tomato to him. What? Just say tomato to the inspector. I'll wait. Sir? Yes? Tomato. <laughs> Twitter! Twitter, it was all my fault! Oh. It was so young! You are an evil genius, Mrs. Vine. I know. It's a sheer cleverness. It makes you. I know. Oh, it's such a shame Terence Chambers will catch up with you very, very soon and chop you into pieces. You can say Lux to him now, Constable. Say what? Lux. It's a kind of soap flake. If it's safe in water, it's safe in Lux. Don't say palm olive or woodbines, it will only confuse things. You hypnotised him just by using the contents of your shopping basket, didn't you, Mrs Vine? I did. I always said you were the clever one. Go on, then. Sir? Yes? Lux. Oh. Oh, well, that's all right, then. No harm done. Look what's happening outside. Ah! Come on, Mrs. G! Ah! Get me! Get off! I could deal with Chambers, you know. I don't think so. Oh, dear. What's happening, sir? Oh, it's astonishing. They really seem to have it in for Brunswick. If you helped me, I could. But I won't help you. Not ever. But when your dear darling Mrs. Groins has gone... Whatever happens to her, Mrs. Vine, I will not help you. Hmm. Well, in that case, here's a tip. Don't let anyone say the words, nice cup of tea, to Inspector Steen. What? You heard me, Constable. Nice cup of tea, dear. How about a nice cup of tea? Why? What will he do? <laughs> what will happen if someone says nice cup of tea? <laughs> You'll know soon enough. You absolute fiend! Oh, oh, Mrs. Groins, Sergeant Brunswick! Oh, good, my goodness! Oh, my good God! Oh, that was... Oh, oh you're bleeding, Mrs. G! Oh, so are you! Look at your poor head! Oh, they really went for you, didn't they, Brunswick? You were watching, sir! Why didn't you... It was terrific! Honestly, when they got you to the ground, I nearly dialed 999, but young Twitten here was using the phone. <laughs> I had the sensation that the world was closing in on us. I looked at poor Sergeant Brunswick, bleeding and torn. Mrs. Groins with her lovely headscarf pecked to bits. Inspector Steen with his poor, weak brain exposed to the elements even more than usual. And I felt so helpless. It's almost as if someone planned this as a way to keep us in the station. Oh, that's a bit far-fetched, sir. Yeah, but still, the bread, the seeds, the bits of fish, sir. Yeah, I was happy to think it was a bizarre coincidence at first, but now I'm not so sure. That one's got a bit of my scarf, look. It's as if they want to come in. Oh, it is. Go away. Oh, it's horrible, horrible. Birds all ganging together, turning on people. We'll just have to sit it out. They'll get tired eventually. Or they'll eat up all the bread. <laughs> there was a case in Louisiana in 1932, oh, here we go. when the birds started attacking people. No one ever knew why. Except this time there's bread and fish twitting. Oh, yes, that's true. So the only mystery is, who put it there? Oh, it hardly matters, Brunswick, when it goes with the general filthiness of the place. <sighs> what? Look, I'm not putting up with this. 
How dare you say this station is dirty, Inspector? I can explain, actually, sir. It's not just dirty, Mrs. Groins. It is vile. Oh. And I suggest we talk about it in my office. No, dear. Uh, sir. I won't go into your office and be fired. In fact, I won't be fired at all. Good for you, Mrs. G. Sir, can I explain, please? I've put up with a lot from you, Mrs. Groin, since I first came here. No, you haven't. That's a good point. You really haven't, sir. Look, please, sir. Will you keep out of this, Brunswick and Twitten? Will you please keep quiet? But it's not fair, sir. What's Mrs. G ever done to you? Every day you come into this station, and what does she say? She says, how about a uh, nice no. cup... What? No, don't say that. Please, no. No, 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 no. Look, look, I, I need to explain something. Please listen to me. Mrs. Vine called here earlier. On the phone? Oh, she's got a nerve. Yes, and I'm quite sure she's behind everything. The bread, the birds. Oh, that woman. And more importantly, she is behind Inspector Steen's sudden impulse to fire his lovable Cockney charlady. But if you don't believe me, I can prove it. Sir, I'm afraid I have to do this, sir. Do what? I'm sorry, sir. What are you talking about? Tomato. Oh, he was too young to die. Ooh. Too young. Sir, what's up, sir? Uh, Mrs. Vine is responsible for this. Blimey. How can he not be upset, Brunswick? That boy is that poor boy. The, the thing is, the inspector has been hypnotised by Mrs. Vine. I held him in my arms oh. and said, down. Goodness knows what else she's hypnotised him to do at some unknown trigger. What will I tell his Twitten, do something. This is horrible. Oh, yes, absolutely. But you do believe me. Yes, dear. Well, yes. Right, good. In that case, Omo. <laughs> Omo? What did you say Omo for? Oh, wasn't it Omo? <laughs> he was in my care. Oh, damn, it wasn't Omo. Um, hang on. Uh, Tide. Dreff. Dairy Snow. <laughs> Mrs. G, think of some soap powders, quickly. Sir? No. Persil. No. Brasso. Ignore him. Oxidol. Rinso. Daz. Sir. Lux. The Lux. That's it. Lux, sir. Oh, thank goodness. Lux. <laughs> oh. 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 <sighs> what are you all looking at? Uh, nothing, uh, nothing, sir. Nothing, dear. God, look at those birds out there. So at least the others believed me. We were in the clear. If you left aside the constant threat from the birds hurling themselves at the window, and the still dangerously unstable mental condition of the inspector. Oh, how foolish I was to let down my guard. But I was just writing down the word Lux in case I forgot it again when... Excellent idea. A nice cup of tea. <gasps> I looked at the inspector. What was he going to do? Does anybody else find it a bit stuffy in here? Stuffy? It's freezing. What we need is a bit of air. And before we really registered what he was doing, he had got up and opened the valley window. She had programmed him to open the window. And now the birds... The birds were coming in! In The Return of Inspector Steen by Lynn Truss, Inspector Steen was played by Michael Fenton Stevens, Mrs. Groins, Samantha Spiro, Sergeant Brunswick, John Ram, Constable Twitten, Matt Green, Adelaide Vine, Janet Ellis, and Captain Hoagland, Robert Bathurst. The director was Marilyn Imry. The producer, Karen Rose. The return of Inspector Steen was a sweet talk production for BBC Radio 4. 
And next time... I've broken through, sir! Do something! <laughs>